Chiefs training camp is officially open as the quarterbacks and rookies reported today. We have all the updates for you live on a special Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, friends and neighbors. Thanks for making us your first listen of the Locked On Day. We are part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And for free on every platform everywhere. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, uh, the founder of RGR Football, the founder of NFL33.com, where you can hear about non-chief factors as well. Make sure you go get subscribed to all of those aspects. Today, we have a ton for you. And this is, this is a special live show. If you're on YouTube, you can watch this live. If you're hearing this on the audio platforms, thank you for subscribing. We'll have that here up in a little bit. But wanted to wait. I know it's late. Our Friday episode usually goes up a lot earlier than this. But I wanted to hold off because of the the report day and see what we found out. And we found out a number of things, particularly where everything's at. Now, you saw some uh, some flashy entrances. I'm not going to go through who was was dressed up as what or who looked the best, that kind of thing. Um, Hey, Cole's in the house. Nice to see you. Daryl, nice to see you. KL, glad you made it. Only knives, hope you're there. A lot of folks that are on the YouTube side, you audio listeners, please make sure you get subbed on any of the platforms, Spotify and Apple Podcasts in particular. But we have some information now that the team, at least the beginning of it, is in the house. And it comes down to a couple of things. Off the top of the list uh, was a couple of pieces of news from Andy Reid himself. We saw him out front of the team facility. And I want to go over what I think was, was the big updates. And for those of you who have been waiting for an update on Rashad Fenton, he did have another surgical procedure. It looks like he is out. He's going to start without practicing. They will be in camp, but not on the field is the way that we understand this right now today. That will be subject to an update uh, tomorrow once they, they start moving around. But Rashad Fenton is not alone. Lucas Nyang is in the same situation, much as he was in OTAs, he will be available, but he will not be practicing. We'll get more information on him. And then the one that everybody's been very, very excited about in Justin Ross. Last week, picture came out. I think he put it up on Instagram, if I'm aware, uh, that he's in a walking boot. He was using that dolly to get around so they could keep pressure off of that. Uh, what has been termed by some as an aggravation of his previous foot injury, we don't have that confirmed, and we did not hear from Rick Burkholder today. So until the cat's out of the bag and we have that official, I'm not going to speculate or give you guys what the prognosis is for that particular injury. Uh, I've seen guys recover from it very quickly. I've seen guys, you know, just quote unquote, tweak it a little bit and be out months. So there is a lot of variance in what could happen. And from a physiological standpoint, it's, I think, better to keep Ross out for now than push him back early. Because I think that is, and what his history shows us as well, is that is a, a recipe for stressing that out more, putting more physical wear and tear on it. Um, and his body, I think one of the question marks about his coming career, however long it is, is about how well he is able to sustain, to keep on the field. And getting off to a bad start by, by playing through an injury right away is going to be difficult. So I think that it is important that they keep him out on the sideline and they won't be practicing to begin camp. That is the limitation of the quote. But what that tells you is that it's all up in the air right now. They have to see day by day. 
And from a, an athletic training standpoint, they're not to the strength and conditioning phase yet. Um, Fenton in particular, I don't think will be. Uh, the fact that they mentioned another show, uh, surgical procedure, that that is something that you want to make sure that you keep uh, all kinds of, of, of severe stress off. You want to take minimal, like long sets, that kind of thing when you get into the strength and conditioning phase. But for the athletic training, it is very much about biofeedback, about electric stimulus, try to solidify the healing process by working on the musculature that support the shoulder. Shoulders are tough. They're a free-floating joint. They are not consistent. And they're not anchored very well. So the musculature and, and the soft tissue plays a very big role in the stability of that joint. And so honestly, for Fenton, he's the one I'm most concerned about here in terms of not being able to start camp. Uh, Lucas Niang, this is not a surprise to me at all. I, I really do feel that he is probably uh, most likely to return midseason after the bye or sometime after that. Um, hopefully he's practicing by the bye. That doesn't nece necessarily mean that he's going to return for um, the, the first game after it. Hopefully he'll be on the practice field. He can go from there. Um, Justin Ross, again, not a huge setback. I think it's more important to be uh, cautious here than it is to be uh, reckless and pushing him forward, um, especially given the injuries that he's come off of the last few years. I think there's a lot of question about is, is it even worth pushing him? A lot of folks have talked about the magical IR situation. I have told you over on RGR, and for those of you who uh, are not subscribed to RGR Football yet, that is my other channel uh, devoted to Chiefs News and a little bit around the league where me and my staff go through everything. Um, Chris is, is here with me on Locked on Chiefs, and it is uh, per different perspectives. But the magical IR thing, I think, is a real possibility. I think this makes it even more so. Maybe it doesn't bump the percentage up a huge amount, but it does bump it up a little bit. It's something that you have to keep you know, an eye on because that does allow you to develop him slowly and not put any undue pressure on that foot. Certainly, you want to be aware of the neck injury, the back injury, everything that, that you've gone through in his pre-draft evaluation to get him to this point. So uh, that's not the only news. There is a, a little bit of, of interpretation here, but there are some options around the Orlando Brown situation. We'll talk about the next, but first you guys got to go try these new Bill Bars because my favorite flavor, the coconut brownie chunk, is now a puff. So it's lighter. It's more coconutty. It's easier to get the flavor that you want and still get all the goodness that you need. That's 17 grams of protein per bar. These things are so delicious. They're covered in real chocolate and they have like low low four grams of net carbs they have low sugars they have tons of protein 17 on average 17 grams per bar that's really all that matters it is a protein replacement it's a protein supplement it tastes great they're easy to cart around and this flavor is knocking it out there's some more that are about to come down the pike too so go over and get your deal as part of being a locked on fan you can get this right now at built.com. It's the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. Get you 15% off of your next order. That's 15% off with the code LOCKED15 at built.com. Go check it out and get that coconut. I'm telling you, you got to go do that. Now, that said, the bigger news was that when asked directly about Orlando, Patrick had some nice things to say, um, that he's a, a team player and that he feels... Uh, it, it's all going to work out. It, it, to paraphrase Patrick, uh, not quoting directly, and, and that's all well and good. But the real thing came from Andy Reid himself. 
And I, I know a lot of folks have been questioning this. And it was reported by a number of the beat reporters. But the key part being, there was a little addendum that Matt Derrick gave you that not everybody else reported. And when you look at the quote itself, it is important. Uh, when asked about Orlando and, and the fact that he's not there, he mentioned, we know Joe Tooney can play that position. That's not all he said. He said, in addition to the other guys that we have working with reps at that spot. So as much as folks want to say, oh, they're going to run Joe Tooney at left tackle, they may. They don't necessarily have to. And I think that's going to be kind of a feeling out process for how Joe does, what they think is going to go on. They should start to hear some, some trickles about what Orlando's thinking about when he might show up here fairly soon. I think in the end, again, as we've discussed ad nauseum both here and on the RGR channel, it is best for Orlando Brown to be in camp on time to practice and have his best season as a professional ever. That's best not only for the Kansas City Chiefs, but for Orlando Brown himself, for his next contract negotiation, for his next possible contract, whether it's in Kansas City or elsewhere. The fact remains for me by saying, hey, and I, I want to get Andy's words here exactly correct because I think this is important too. Um, when asked if Orlando will be at camp, not necessarily at camp on day one, but at camp, period, he said, I don't know that. This is quote from Andy Reid, quote, I don't know that. If he's here, great. If not, we move on. We know Joe Tooney can do it in a heartbeat, end quote. That's important because the Tooney part is what everybody glommed onto, but the other part is he's sending a message to Orlando's representation that, yes, we know you you have the opportunity to sit out. You don't have to sign it right now. But if you don't, we will move on. We will replace you. As much as you've talked about having to have your left tackle in camp, we do have options. And that's what Andy Reid is saying there. They hope he's there. But if not, they have a way around. They have a path forward without Orlando Brown. And that should give you the idea that, the Chiefs are going to be better in the event of a whole lot. The Chiefs are going to be better off than Orlando Brown is because Orlando needs the time to prep for the season. He needs to make sure that he's in shape and he needs to perform every week, all year long in order to secure what he hopes is his compensation in the future. Now for the Chiefs, yes, they want him there, but in the end, it's about, can you play the games without him? Yes, they can. If you have him, and you get the most out of him, and he is motivated and highly ready to play this season, they both win because he gets the performance that he needs in order to make that demand again. Now, the Chiefs may say, hey, you had your best season as a pro. You fit into our offense better than you did year one. There's more prep time for you to do that. So now we can justify paying you more, and the cap will go up again next year. And then they may be that much more closer. Uh, you know, They already offered him a way to be the highest paid tackle. He didn't like the structure of it. Okay, that's fair. They can do that yet again. And maybe the, the guarantee comes up if he plays real well this season. Maybe the, the structure in terms of, of where that gap year is, instead of being a six-year that is really a three, maybe it's a, a six-year that's really a four. Or something like that that makes him feel like he's got more security. That is what they've been putting out in the media that they are looking for. That's great. But it's all dependent on Orlando playing well. And you can't play well if you don't get to camp. And if you don't get to camp, you certainly are going to put yourself at a disadvantage for playing week one. If you don't play week one, you miss out on a game check. If you don't play week one, you miss out on the opportunity to show how good you think you are and prove that. 
And that, whether it's from the Kansas City Chiefs or someone else, is how you get that bigger, better contract. That's going to be significant. And I think for him, I hope that there are some cooler heads. Uh, I hope Jamal, in particular, is helping him understand the only way forward for you to maximize what you want is to be on the field. Go to camp, get ready. I still feel like he may miss a little bit of time, but I don't think it's drastic. I think he will understand that. I think he's a guy that seems very instinctive about how he plays, and I think that will come through as well, that he feels like he needs to be there. And that, I think that will become readily apparent to him. So there's a lot there. I'm not going to bet against it, but I'm not going to bet for it yet either. If I wanted to, I'd do it at betonline.net because that's where you can get all the props and the podcast and all the information you need on all your betting needs. It's the number one spot for all your favorite sports and all the sources for odds, et cetera, et cetera. You can bet on anything. And yes, there are still other sports going on. It's officially football season as of today. So I wouldn't bet on anything else, but if you want to, you can, whether it's golf or baseball or whatever else is going on. Uh, there were some interesting props around the NHL draft. I think you should have checked that out. Uh, bet online is the place to get it all. No matter what you're looking to uh, put some action in on, head over to bet online with your mobile device or anything else you can get there. It's super easy. It's bet online where the game starts. So outside of Orlando Brown, obviously this was not the day that the veterans report. That is the 26th. I believe that's Tuesday, but in, in missing talking about Orlando, that certainly took the attention, uh, but bigger question, Lucas Niang not being able to go. Some folks are going to be surprised by that. I think people felt like there was a hint that he might be able to go. This does not live up to that. And, I would be surprised if he is able to practice before midseason. But what does that do to the offensive line? Well, if Orlando's in-house, then you're pretty easy to roll with Wiley. They trust Wiley. They think he can play those snaps at least for a portion of the season and feel pretty good about it. If Orlando's not, now it's getting thinner. And so there is the option to move Tooney over. Allegretti comes in at left guard. That's pretty straightforward. Then Wiley Kennard are, are still talking at right tackle. They're they're in a competition, and I do believe it will be a competition. I don't think this is going to be something where we see, you know, no one else gets a shot. It's Wiley straightforward from here. I do believe there's going to be a little bit of back and forth. Whoever wins that match, best for Kansas City, that's great. I think at the end, I think it probably is Wiley week one, and I, you might see a change later. Now, if anything goes wrong, and they, they do feel like, hey, Joe, we played Joe – Tooney at left tackle for a couple of games, and we're not that happy with it. You know, he was great against a player who also has the the arm length disparity. There was a pretty good matchup for Joe Tooney. If he gets in the in the situation, especially week two against Bosa and Mack that have some length advantages on him, maybe they have to look at changing that again if they go down that road at all in the first place. In which case, it may be put Joe back at left guard, move Wiley over, and then Kennard becomes a starter. It may be that John Christian wins out those left tackle options. He's one of the guys that, that Andy Reid was talking about. Jaron Christian got a lot of the OTA left tackles, uh, number one reps. They're going to try to continue to look at that as well. There's a lot that goes into that. But in the end, it's got to be your best five, no matter what. So as it comes down, I think you're going to have to find that it's not set in stone. Now, hopefully, Orlando's in within the next week. You want to make a point? You want to miss a couple of practices? Okay, fine. But get in and get started. Don't put any kind of, of week one at risk. None of that. That happens, you're okay. You can you can weather the storm without Lucas Nyang. 
you have options there for again you could you could even flip christian over to right if you had to uh i think his experience is mostly at left you have wyatt right you have canard that can play right very much at home on the guys so i feel like that is a lot uh, in terms of like stability and gives you an offensive line that you feel you can go into week one with and be prepared for now the problem for ross in the other way is that you can't make the club in the tub old saying if you're not on the practice field it makes it hard to make the roster and that's okay. In this situation, we were we were talking about a, a battle to even make it, whether it's practice squad or the 53, to begin with. So that goes a long way towards saying, you know what, you're just going to be a practice squad guy. We might even put you on IR. We'll see if we can get you back from that. There are a lot of teams with a lot bigger problems than just three guys that aren't practicing right now. Uh, the Raiders have a ton of guys out. There's, uh, I've seen listings from around the league of people trying to see what they can get done. The pup list is very popular right now. Now, that may change in a week. It may not. But we're going to have to see how it comes along. And from there, trying to see if there's anything else that Andy really said that we should make sure that we take note of. Oh, it was this. Uh, I knew there was one more thing. Sky Moore looks like he's 100%. Trent McDuffie sounds like he's 100%. He had a head injury that they did not release before. Uh, you know, they said he was injured, but we didn't have the specifics of it. I know there was a collision one day at OTAs, and I do believe Trent McDuffie was involved in it. I wonder if that was just a concussion situation. So we had to go through the protocol, and so he missed the end of OTAs, and now he's back, uh, quote-unquote, I think it was right as rain. Uh, he's going to be fine, and that's good because they need him. Um, I don't know that he's going to escape without any kind of injury. There's going to be ups and downs. And I think particularly for the rookie class, this is the hard part about, okay, you made it. You're, you're going to practice. You feel good. Now pads come on in a couple of weeks. <clears throat> I think it's what six practices before they can put pads on. I believe it is. That puts a lot of stress there. And it's going to be about the attrition. Now I didn't see anything about George Karloftis today. Um, I'd like to see how he's feeling as well. We know he's been training quite a bit. Uh, with Bobby Stroop and, and trying to adjust some of what his his normal uh, physical traits are by getting a little quicker, getting a little leaner. I think that's going to help him quite a bit. Um, much like uh, I was talking with Orlando Brown uh, earlier this offseason, the more quickness that you need <clears throat> by dropping even just a few pounds, that can really help you. You drop 15 pounds as a, as a D-end or an offensive tackle, your feet are lighter. You can move better, and I think that's a positive for both of them. What we saw from Karloftis was was pretty much his paradigm of power. If he can add just a little bit of dip and bend there, that should really, really enhance his ability to make a splash as a rookie. And that's going to be paramount for this particular defense this particular year. Um, I see. I do see a couple of questions. I think I've addressed most of them, folks. Uh, again, if you are listening on the audio side, make sure you come over and check out uh, the video as well because we are live right now. And then uh, make sure you get subbed both on YouTube, hit the, the bell, hit the sub, and hit the like if you would. That always helps us out. Um, and on the audio side, uh, make sure that you're subscribed there because even though this will go up here in a little bit, uh, it's, it's very close to the same release time. Um, and Lego, I, there's, no, there's no information yet on the veterans that weren't mentioned so far. Um, I will be talking to some of the, the folks that were there and may have had some some off-the-record kind of comments. I'll let you know when I know uh, if there's anything about some of the other veterans. They are, again, reporting on the 26th. 
and we will have more reaction for you then. Uh, <clears throat> we will be checking in this weekend. Don't expect much. Um, I do believe they get an hour on the field tomorrow. Uh, is obviously no contact, no walkthrough, no nothing. So there's probably not going to be a lot to talk about for the next day or two. But if there is, I'll be back with a special episode. And we'll be back like normal for next week. So don't miss that. Uh, Chris is on vacation here until the following week. So I'll be batting down the hatches here. And we'll have some guests as well. I hope that you guys are doing well. Enjoy your weekend. This was a lot of fun. And hey, it's officially football season. They are there and we are ready to roll. Enjoy yourself. And we will talk to you on Monday if not before.